Well, hello and welcome to another episode of our Advent podcast, Tidings of Comfort and Joy. And this Friday morning, our weekly thought for the day is brought to us by Nick Papagiorgio. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In these two verses, John points us to fundamental truths about Jesus Christ, about his nature and his relationship to history. First is the connection to Genesis. John opens his gospel with the words, In the beginning, a direct quote from the first verse of the Bible, Genesis 1.1. John signals to us that the story he is about to tell us is just as profound as the creation of the world, because the coming of Christ heralds the beginning of the new world that God will create. The story of Jesus Christ doesn't begin in Bethlehem, but is connected to the very fabric of creation. It's not the sudden improvised attempt of a flailing God to fix sin. It was planned before the beginning of time. Second, the word, or in Greek, Logos. Around John's time, Logos was a loaded term. It meant different things to different people. To the Stoics, Logos was the rational foundation of the world. And to the Platonists, it referred to the perfect but abstract world of God, of which this world is just an imperfect shadow. But John isn't doing philosophy here. Just like in all of his other writings, he's speaking from the Old Testament, which is full of references to the Word of God. God creates the world by his word. He reveals his word to the prophets. And he even delivers people by his word, as in Psalm 107.20. But here John clearly implies that Jesus Christ is the word. That word of the Old Testament. The word of God. The Logos. We know that because he tells us three things about the word. First, that he was with God. This is a, an echo of Proverbs 827, where wisdom is personified and says that it was with God when he was creating the world, participating, helping, and working together with him. Jesus Christ, the Word, is not a created being, says John, but rather the Creator himself. The second thing John tells us about the Word is that the Word was God. In a brief little statement, John sets up the pillar of the Christian faith. Jesus Christ is God. He's not some gifted preacher or teacher or some advanced guru of the Near East. He is God, the Elohim, Adonai, Yahweh of the Old Testament, who, by this point, hasn't spoken to Israel for 400 years. And this is a powerful statement with, with infinite implications. And thirdly, the Word became flesh. He didn't just appear human or pretend to don a human body, Jesus Christ, the Word, became the supreme manifestation of the self-revelation of God by fully immersing himself and participating in creation without ever losing his divinity. By becoming flesh, Christ becomes the ultimate way of God revealing and speaking and communicating and interacting with human beings. This is unprecedented and profound, that God himself would know what you and I experience 
feel, suffer in our feeble bodies. And John continues, the word came and dwelt among us. The Greek word for dwelt is to make a tent. And immediately our minds are cast back to the tabernacle in the Old Testament where the Israelites could meet with God, where Moses met with God face to face and spoke to him like a friend. Before the temple was built, the tabernacle was the place where God came to interact with man after the fall of the world. And if we cast our minds forward into Revelation, also written by John, in chapter 21-3 of Revelation, God finally makes his tent with man. What does this all mean? Jesus Christ, the Word of God, who worked with God in creation and who is God himself, is the means of reconciling and bringing together God and man. He is the center point that binds together creation, the Old Testament, our present time, where he walked among people and ministered and died and rose again, and then all the way into the future, into the new heavens and the new earth, where God makes his tent and dwells with man for all those who are in Christ and love him. So it's no small wonder then that John closes these profound verses with a statement that can only be attributed to God himself. We have seen his glory, he says, glory, full of grace and truth. This Christ is the one we worship this Advent. We celebrate his coming into the world, but not just his coming from 2,000 years ago in a certain time point in history, but also his coming in the future to culminate history. Well, thank you, Nick. And our piece of Advent music for today is a hymn that we're going to be singing this Sunday. Thou who wast rich beyond all splendour. God bless you all. Thou who wast rich beyond all splendour, all for love's sake became Sapphire paved courts for stable floor. Thou who was rich beyond all splendor, all for love's sake becamest poor. Thou who art love beyond all tears. Savior and King, we worship Thee. Emmanuel, within us dwelling, make us what Thou wouldst have us be. Thou who art love beyond all telling, Savior and King, we worship